Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com and brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Sabrina, and this morning I am with two of my friends. I'm here with... Vicki. And Kim. Yay! Three of us together to talk about fun things. Yeah, we love having fun in homeschooling high school, and so we're talking about fun stuff today. So instead of talking about, you know, physics or grammar, you know, which can be fun, I guess, if you're into that stuff, but most teens probably find those to be the less fun elements of their high school years. But instead, we're going to talk about extracurriculars, which tend to be really fun. So yeah, when, when our kids were in the high school years, we got a lot of adventures ourselves with their homeschooling extracurriculars. So Sabrina, can you remember some of the extracurriculars your kids did? Oh my, we did a lot of them. Let's see, there was choir and there was dance and there was soccer and there was drama and there was speech and karate, uh, service groups, like youth groupy kinds of stuff. What else? Cinematography club. Uh, yeah. I know there's more, but I'm drawing a blank. What about you? What else did you have on that list? Yeah. So in, in our kids, we would have to dis- decide whether we wanted to count things as electives or extracurriculars. Because if we wanted it on the transcript as a subject, because that was going to be like their major in college, or they just wanted to show the richness of their learning experiences, we would count that as an elective. But if it was just fun stuff and just showed that they were interested and involved in life, we would throw that in extracurriculars. So some of the extracurriculars my kids did were, yeah, like baseball, like my, my son who did baseball did not need that for his transcript or soccer, but he just wanted to try on hats. And so he played a little ball and a little soccer. The homeschool choirs, they had a good time with that. And especially one one of my kids, oh my gosh, (laughs) several of my kids did a madrigal choir. Yes. And they traveled around at competitions. A couple of mine did too. Yeah. And that they had so much fun with. In fact, one of the most memorable extracurricular locations of their madrigal choir was at one of our local historic sites. Y'all remember when the kids would go to Winterthur and sing at Christmas time? Yes. So they would they would sing and walk around the grounds in their Renaissance outfit singing Christmas carols. And it was so magical. It was a place just really decorated for Christmas. And uh, so my, my kid number four just got engaged and both he and his fiance were in that madrigal choir. So they got engaged there at, at Winterthur. Oh, yeah. Cool. yeah, just it had magical memories and that was a magical yeah. moment. So yeah, so sometimes That's extracurricular cool. influence lasts for a long time. Yeah. Very good. That it does. Very good. Yeah. Let's let's take a second. I want to hear what Kim's kids did for extracurriculars too, but Vicky, just can you explain a little bit? Because we get this a lot. How do I know whether to call something an elective or an extracurricular? Mm-hmm. Good question. So you kind of alluded to that, but can you like talk transcript very authoritatively and help people understand that? All right, I'll put my authoritative voice on. Ooh. Okay, so <laughs> on a transcript, especially if you've got a kid that's college bound and they, they want to have their transcript looking competitive, 
They want to have electives that show that they have done rich work in their area of interest. So like if they wanted to be a physics major, they would do electives in, uh, in that area. So they would do extra sciences. If they were going to be a music major in college, then they would do extra electives in music. And so they put that on the transcript in the subject section. Mm -hmm. But transcripts can also have an elective, I mean, an extracurricular section where you put things that aren't necessary for being competitive for college as, as far as subjects. It just shows able to be involved in the community, you know, picks an idea and explores it, you know, has, has connections with other human beings, um, is committed to a cause. Uh, so it just, you know, extracurriculars are those that shows richness of personality. And those don't go under the subject part of the transcript. They're just like, we throw them on at the bottom of the transcript in a section called extracurriculars and uh, and tell which years our kids did them because some colleges really want to know that there was a commitment to an interest like mm. you know our, our kids that did uh, cinematography as an elective they they had a little cinematography club and they would get together and do projects and show each other and they had a blast and we kind of had fun with it too um and they put that in their extracurricular part and the years they did it so i think they did it like freshman and sophomore and junior and senior year so it showed a commitment to an interest and that was that was enriching for the kids who were college bound or a kid who's military bound especially an academy, they like to see that kind of stuff in the extracurriculars. So now if you got a kid who is just workforce bound, you don't need to put any of that stuff on there. But you know what? You may as well put it on the transcript. It's like a scrapbook. Yeah, that's right. Like you look back over life and go like, look at that transcript. You know, when they're 25, you get out and look like, oh, man, we did yeah. a really cool job in high school. And it's all right here on this paper. So may as well if you did it, record it. Yeah. So if it's going to be an elective because it is tied to where they're headed, especially for college, then then there's a little bit more to sort of tracking it, right? You're logging hours or you're documenting it so that if anyone ever questioned you about it, you would feel confident to say, look, this is what we did. This wasn't just something that we did three or four times mm -hmm. randomly, but like this was a weekly commitment, two hours every week. We did this and this, and then there was this as well. And mm -hmm. yeah, but if it's extracurriculars, you don't have to have supporting documentation you're just sort of making a note of it there in the scrapbook right on the transcript yeah yeah so you, you can take a breath and just relax and you don't have to have the details logged down as much like you do with electives good deal all right so kim what things did your kids do for extracurriculars in high school oh wow well let's see choir was hugely popular with all four of my kids I think all four of them did it, certainly all four of their years in high school, but I think since we came to homeschool, that was like one of the first things we did, and I think that's where I met both of you and your children. Yeah. Uh, I think it was, yes. I think it was, yeah. Yeah, so it's a very, very special part for us. It was also a place, both my hubby and I ended up volunteering for choir, so it was a really good place for us to plug into the community and get to meet some lifelong friends but also just some acquaintances as well and everywhere in between. Um, and to get to meet some of their friends, which was really neat, which eventually helped us 
uh, branch into co-ops with folks and all kinds of things. Um, but unusually, surprisingly, I digress. Um, <laughs> Um, so definitely, this this is why why we we homeschool moms have our kids involved in extracurriculars, yeah. so we can make friends because right. we moms want that friends too. And right. Kim is our extrovert in all of the the seven sisters, and she definitely wanted to make friends. Oh, always, always, yes. So um, yeah, so choir. Um, we also did a lot of just the schedule-y kind of things. So. There was like a monthly roller skating thing that we went to and then there was a monthly ice skating thing that we always went to and there was a monthly bowling thing that we went to then on a on the sports side of things my children talked me into getting a job at the ymca so we could get a discount on sports for them for the ymca uh. <laughs> and so they tried every sport that was available at the ymca which was a really nice very affordable way at that time to uh, give them some sports exposure um, and, you know, find out what they liked and that sort of thing. And some of them stuck with the same sport. And um, I had my oldest tried dance for a year and decided it really wasn't her thing, but it was good for her to try it. Um, and uh, the youngest mm -hmm. two played uh, competitive ice hockey. If you've had heard many of the podcasts, you've probably heard that before. Um, but that was a very serious uh -huh. um, extracurricular for them in that it helped influence both of their career choices. So the one is in sports psychology and the other one is in sport management right now. That's so cool. Um, so it was really, it was a lifelong passion for them. Wow, that is so cool. Yeah. Now, did you end up turning some of the hockey stuff into elective? Yeah, I think we did. We actually, because they did some team leadership, so they were captains and co-captains and helped organize things on their team. So I think we captured some of that as certainly as their PE credit, but also as some leadership credits because they spent a lot of time on that side. Of I, I remember that. Yeah, yep. Yep, exactly. Yeah. With my academic advisor hat on, yeah, we, we, we cut what they needed for phys ed yeah. and leadership development yeah. in, in an elective credit mm -hmm. for that. And then I think the rest of it went into um, like extracurricular, very richness. Yeah, <laughs> so it was good. yeah, there were a lot of hours there. Um, yeah, so that was, that was a real uh, intense thing. And then they ended up being, it led to them not only being able to play in college on a club team, which was the ideal level for them. They weren't trying to go D1 and get an NCAA scholarship or anything like that. Uh, but they oh. were so happy that it gave them an opportunity then to do some things in college, not only on the, on the ice, but also on the leadership side as well, um, which helped them get into their fields. And then our, uh, I think all of our kids did the, our homeschool youth group. We had a local oh, yes. homeschool youth group yep. and they got together and had meetings and did fun stuff and a lot of service projects and created yeah. a yearbook. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yearbook. yeah. Lots of those memory making and, and group skill, social skill building kind of things yep. yeah. were, were attached to that. So you notice our kids were all very different. So like, mm. like Kim's kids, my kids would never have played hockey. You know, like <laughs> mine either. that was that was different. But mine couldn't make movies. I mean, they they kind of played around with movies. But yeah, yeah we each had our own our own strengths and, and so they shared some things like the homeschool youth group and the choirs. I think they were all in choirs all the way through. Cause that was fun. Yeah. And they, they weren't doing by and large, most kids were not doing choir because they 
loved it. It was a social event <laughs> for them. They had so much fun there. So anyway, so how did how how do people choose the electives that are right for their kids? How like how did y'all choose? Well, for some of our kids, one thing we didn't mention, I don't think, uh, Sabrina led a drama camp for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and many, many, I don't not probably not all of the olders of our kids, but each of us had some of our kids at least mm-hmm. in drama camp. Um, and mm-hmm. so some of it for us. Oh, and my son did worship team also with Sabrina. Oh, yeah. Um, and then did worship team at church. So some of it I felt like was just where their passions were, where their interests were. Mm-hmm. Um, as you mentioned, some of it is where their uh, social interests lie, maybe even more than the interest of mm-hmm. the activity itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about you, Sabrina? Yeah, very much um, a blend of those two things. And then also sometimes we're. I would wonder if maybe something had gotten left out. So mm-hmm. my kids were never going to be the competitive hockey players, right? We And I was never going to get a job at the Y so that we could get a break on, <laughs> on sports. That was just not our family at all. Yeah. <laughs> Stop laughing, Vicki. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, re- really... I resemble that remark. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I am really not cut out for that whole, hey, let me work at the Y so I can play more sports kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but... I did have like karate was one that we did because we thought there might be kind of a not not enough disciplined phys ed kind of stuff happening. Mm-hmm. And then later we had a um, sort of an extension of a anatomy and physiology class that then turned into an extracurricular of studying the personal training industry, but not oh, enough yeah. for it to actually be like a course, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. dabbled in it quite a bit with one kid. So there were, there were times too, where there was an area that I thought, ah, there might not be quite enough going on here. And I don't want to, I don't want to wreck it by overstructuring and turning this into, you know, we we get sometimes fairly accused um, as homeschool moms of turning everything into school, right? Because all of life is learning. (laughs) But the fact that it is all learning doesn't mean we should turn all of it into rigid schoolwork, Mm. you know? And so I I didn't want to overschool some things, but if I realized, uh, I'm not sure we've pressed into this enough Uh and we would add an extracurricular because it would be the fun social piece of it or whatever uh-huh. that would then make it not feel too schooly, you know, uh-huh. but still meet a need. Yeah. Yeah. That really is true. Like it, it gives us a chance to just experiment a little bit with our kids mm-hmm. and try on some hats or fill in a gap. And so there's not a, there's not one right way to choose extracurriculars. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. also did, um, one of my kids did sign language as an extracurricular. Uh, it was not uh-huh. a class. It was not, it, she actually went on to study ASL in college, yeah. but in high school, it was just like a, a worship signing thing at church that was not uh-huh. foreign language learning in that way. But um, I think it was part of the reason that she went on to be a deaf studies major with her education major in college uh-huh. because she got kind of a taste for um, for ASL and for the deaf community. Yeah, that's a great point. I was just going to say one thing I don't think we mentioned is that, so for some of us, I think depending on what we do with these extracurriculars, we may have even captured some of that on transcripts as career exploration as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did that with the fitness industry thing. Yeah. That's right. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So there's, yeah, if we can encourage our homeschool mom and dad friends don't get too uptight 
about what the transcript looks like. Ooh, 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 say that again. That's such a good thing to say. Yes, repeat. Just yeah. one more time. <laughs> don't, don't, don't get uptight about what that transcript looks like. No, nope. It almost rhymes. It almost does. If I could alliterate, it would be even more fun. Um, <laughs> So, so that really is you can move things around, you know, once you write it on the transcript, if you don't like it as an elective, you can bump it down to an extracurricular. Uh, if it's an extracurricular and then all of a sudden it turns into a real interest, like a career exploration thing, you can bump it out of the extracurricular place yes. and put it up there in an elective as a career exploration elective. You don't want to change it probably after they graduate. Probably not. That looks, really. that looks not a little suspicious. Cheesy. Yeah. But, but <laughs> you know, you got four years to scoot things around as your kids grow. And so it's like, take a breath and yeah. just let, let life happen. Yeah, we, we use the expression capture things for the transcript. And I think that's important rather than filling in the transcript, which sounds like there is a set checklist and it's not that there aren't things that are necessary credits, you know, for your core academics and such for graduation. There are, but mm-hmm. the transcript should not just be some pre-made thing that you are checking off to make sure that you've got all the things done that were required by some, I don't know, authoritarian person <laughs> somewhere, you know, <laughs> who makes these rules? I don't know. Um, but yeah, but to capture the learning that takes place in high school mm-hmm. on the transcript, that it really is very scrapbooky in some ways. It's only, you know, a little line of text instead of pages and pages of, of photos and, and memories and such. But it really should be a little bit like a scrapbook that gives you that at a glance of the learning that took place in those four years. So yeah, you get to be a little flexible with it and you definitely should not let it be a crazy making experience when you are putting together that transcript. Yeah, yeah. like transcripts are awesome. So we got, we got kids who do extracurriculars that fill in gaps on the transcripts or just mm-hmm. explore something a little bit. And we've got extracurriculars that build an interest like Kim and her daughters with the hockey or my my youngest especially with all the music he did with the choirs and worship team on church and all like it it needed to be in some electives and some extracurricular for him or like my son who wanted to study cinematography (laughs) in college his extracurriculars in the drama camp like every year that those kids adored Sabrina's Drama Camp. And you know, by the way, shameless plug, on Seven Sisters Homeschool website, there is a downloadable PDF for moms and dads who want to do a drama camp with their kids. So Sabrina tells you from the insider standpoint how to do it. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so all of that developed interest Mm -hmm. or helped them explore interest. So my son wanted to study cinematography. Once he was in college, it wandered over towards education and he is now a teacher. But all of that richness that he learned in filmmaking and drama skills, he's able to use in the classroom in various ways. So nothing is ever wasted. Yeah. Yeah. We also, I just remember this is a different category and I just want to throw it out there. I'm sorry, it's its not a linear episode, is it? But um, no. <laughs> we did some vocational training exploration too, because I had one kid who was apprenticing as a barber, but we didn't commit to that as mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a thing, you know, it was mm-hmm. sort of more of a dabbling um, for quite, so that showed as an extracurricular that ran throughout and then did end up, you know, going on and finishing that 
doing the licensing and all that stuff after the fact. But so, yeah, you can even if you've got someone who's interested in small engine repair or um, auto mechanic or various things like that, you can you can dabble in some vocational training, too, without having to commit to it as an elective. Yes, it's more relaxed. Mm -hmm. And that's rather than if you wanted to commit to elective, you've got to have that log sheet and extracurricular. Yeah, just keep track that you did it. And then, you know, when when you did it. So which years? Yeah. So that's kind of the long and short on extracurriculars. It's the, it's a place to have fun yeah. in homeschool high school. And it's a place not just for your kid to do something fun, but for you as the homeschool parent to take the pressure off. Yes. And to say, we're going to dabble. We're going to explore. We're going to try some stuff. Some of it will maybe really look like learning and some of it maybe really will not. And it will look like good time with friends. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because that's what it's supposed to be. Extracurriculars help our kids be well-rounded and connected and help them breathe deeply in between some of the times when, when maybe they're, they're working real hard and, and getting a little, a little anxious about things. And the extracurriculars give us that it is learning. All of life provides opportunity for learning. And the extracurriculars are a fun and relaxed arena for some learning. Yes. So embrace it. Lean into it. Talk to your kids about what they might be interested in trying. Don't just pick the thing that is offered locally or the thing that the older sibling did or the thing that you wish you had done when you were a teen and never tried. But talk to your kids. This is they may not get a whole lot of say in what math they're going to do next year, (laughs) but it's a great place for them to have a lot of say when it comes to extracurriculars. It sure is. Absolutely. So have those conversations. Any other closing thoughts, ladies? Just have fun with it. Yeah, just just have fun. High school does not have to be terrifying. And some of your extracurriculars might end up just being lifelong hobbies, or it might be a way that you meet a great friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So with that, we're going to wrap it up. If you have had amazing adventures with extracurriculars and you would like to share about that, we really encourage you to do that. Hop into the Seven Sisters Homeschool Facebook group. Such a wonderful group of homeschooling parents there who are sharing what's going on in their life journey with homeschooling. And we learn a lot when we just hear each other's stories. I get so excited when I see people just throwing their experience out there and saying, hey, you know, if this might be a help to anybody, just saying we're going to try this this year and anybody have any experience with it. And next thing you know, it's it's family, right? We can all be brothers and sisters and encourage each other with with cool ideas. So share your journey. We would appreciate you um, adding your voice to the mix there on the group. And as always, you can find blog posts at sevensistershomeschool.com that will help you figure out all sorts of stuff from the core academics to the extracurriculars to everything in between. There's a lot of years, the six of us who founded sevensistershomeschool.com have a lot of years. We'll just leave it there. Nice and vague. A lot of years (laughs) of experience. We're all veteran homeschool parents uh, who enjoy getting to invest in the lives of slightly younger homeschooling families who are just now starting into high school or are in the high school adventure. And uh, so, yeah, so we are, we are hoping to encourage you and to equip you. And if you are looking for curriculum, that is no busy work that is engaging in a conversational style of instruction. And that is adaptable to whatever level you would like to use at a college prep level, at an average level, at an honors level, you can find lots of titles in the ebook store at sevensistershomeschool.com. 
So connect with us there and on social media, and please connect with us here again on a future episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from 7sistershomeschool.com and brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. See ya! Thank you.